Hello, everyone. Good afternoon, Ethan. Isn't it weird we're doing this in the afternoon again? It's kind of strange. I kind of like it. I have, it feels lo- different. I have lost all concept of time and space. And <laughs> Wait, like, I, is it, what day is it? What month is it? What year is it? Um, I think. What uh, geological e- era is it? Uh, well, the geological era is the one in which the Edmonton Oilers are tied for first in the north. What is up? Let's so I guess go. the place, I guess the location, if you're wondering what the location is north as well. Um, yeah, we have played three more games. I don't really care. First Stop. is first. 40 points is 40 points. If you take away the loser point, we are on top by a lot more than zero. Um I think we're up by two or three on the Jets if it goes by if you're the the loser point. So um, yeah, we um had the first week for a while where the Oilers both won and lost in between recordings. Normally they either like have a losing streak in between or a winning streak. So in between last episode and this one, they've actually they're two and two. So that's kind of strange that we actually have some good and bad to talk about um with the Oilers. But yeah, if you're wondering the what, what the era that we're in. We're in Oilers tied to first in the North era. That is the current date, and that is really all that matters. Sorry, I'm just trying to Google something here. I, I've been uh, noticing a pattern with a particular team in the North Division, and mm. I just want to confirm this. <laughs> Did the Habs? Okay, not quite, but... <laughs> similar so you remember last year how you know montreal finished 24th in the nhl just squeaked in to the to the bubble um and i don't know if this is actually hang on i'm just gonna double check this because i can do that because i'm on my phone here googling stats uh Okay, here we go. So you remember how last year the Canadians had one more regulation win than the Ottawa Senators? Yeah. And they got like a ton of loser points. Mm -hmm. Like they lost nine games in in overtime, which was not top of the league, but a lot. And and not, not, not to bark at Buffalo, but with no loser point, I bet you Buffalo passes them for the 24th spot. Yeah. So, so and yeah, that that was a whole hubbub last year because Buffalo was like ah loser points and so this year and this well this year Buffalo sucks but this year for the Habs um, okay so Montreal is currently fourth in the North Division they're four points back of Winnipeg and two points ahead of uh, Vancouver they have lost eight games in overtime so looking at just wins. The team, like, what, the, the team that some idiots were saying were, was going to finish first in the division, I, I demand an apology from them because Montreal, if we got rid of the loser point, would be in sixth place. Yeah. So, Ethan, I guess they're, that brings up the question. They're filthy loser point accumulators. <laughs> what would you rather do to solve the issue? It, would you Pick rather Montreal out of the league? No, no, not this specific issue. The whole oh. point standings. Um, I've seen two proposals: the cut the loser point entirely, or do the international I have three one. for a win. I, I have an two, idea. OTW one OTL zero L format. I have an what idea. You, 
What do you like? I I think points are stupid. Why can't a win just be a win? You know? That's fair. If you beat the other team, that's a win. If not, it's a loss. That's, yeah, that's totally fair. And then, I mean, every other, get into Right. Hockey is the only sport that refuses to, like, be normal. And, like, <laughs> hockey is the only sport that has points. Mm-hmm. Okay? Basketball does win-loss. Baseball does win-loss. Like if there's football's win loss as well. Yeah, football's wins loss. If there's a sport that should have points, it's probably baseball because you know they play fucking nineteen inning games sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But they're like, no. If you fuck, if you want the points, beat them. Don't yeah. suck. <laughs> My main thing is, I feel like each game should be worth the same total amount of points. But if you make it just worth one win, they're all worth one win. Right? Exactly. Now, if you want to keep points, which I don't know why, but yeah. if you if you're a huge fan of points, like you watch hockey because of the points. You're <laughs> not points, you you're know? not an Oilers <laughs> fan. You're not a Leafs fan. You're a fan of points. Then go to the international system because I literally with this system, some games are worth two points, others are worth three. We don't decide which ones are worth three. It just kind of happens until sixty minutes pass in the game. Like it's like it's like we made fun of the MLB last year for not deciding the amount of teams in the playoffs until after the season was about to start. Yeah, literally, it's like that. It's like oh, this game we don't know how much it's worth because we haven't played sixty minutes yet. I just feel like it's kind of silly. And also, like you can complain about Mr. Batman. Hi, Mr. Batman. Hi. Yes. Hello. I am. I Hello, am ho- I'm Mr. Bettman. I am a hockey player. Um, Hello, hockey player. <laughs> we have a game tonight, and uh, I was just wondering, yeah. uh, because it's really important, you know, we're fighting for a playoff spot. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is this game worth two points or three points? And Gary Bettman literally says, talk to me in two and a half hours. <laughs> That's literally yeah. how the NHL decides who fucking makes mm. the playoffs. I think they don't they don't give points in the playoffs. So why should they in the regular that's, season? That's so true. In the playoffs, so true, it's Bestie, just so true. It's you know who gets the four wins, not who yeah. gets to seven points first. <laughs> yeah, legit. Like if it was like if, if Puffs was like first to eight points. Imagine if Puffs was first to eight points in the series. Oh my god, that'd be insane. Imagine game like okay. Imagine like <laughs> yeah, first we'll say first to nine points. Okay, because yeah, or seven. I don't know, but like it, imagine it would be eight, but whatever. whatever. Imagine like okay, the series is tied. Uh, actually no. Okay, let me rephrase. Okay, so Team A is one the point. Sabers. <laughs> this. <laughs> I just remembered there's an article I got wrote last year in like December of the editor and leaf one. Yeah. Why the <laughs> Leafs and Sabres are going to meet in the Eastern conference final. It was a cup final. Cause the divisions who, were announced. Who do you have from the West then? I think he had like the blues. He had someone more normal from the blues. Oh yeah. The, West the Sabres. Holy crap. That's a whole nother thing. Like, 
we're talking about hey, they de- fired Kruger though. We're <laughs> talking about demanding apologies. I demanded an apology from every person that said the Buffalo Sabres would make the playoffs. Because I, I called give it. an apology to Sabres fans. Right I have now. said it multiple times that the Sabres were not going to be good this year. I don't care how many fucking Taylor Halls they have. Taylor <laughs> Hall's not very good either, but that's another thing. Um what were we talking about? You were going to do an analogy oh, yeah. about oh, yeah. Okay, so imagine imagine if, like it's first to eight points yeah. and one team's at seven and, six. and one's at six. And the game goes to overtime and the team that's at six wins. And now they're both at eight points. More overtime, baby. <laughs> like, I know you, you could theoretically end up with a tie at eight. Maybe it's, I mean, if you go like, do you go, okay, well, if it's eight, then winner of the next game, or do you have to win by two? What if the next game goes to overtime and it's like, oh, advantage Buffalo over Anaheim, right? Deuce. Advantage Buffalo. It's like, you need to win by two points. This would never end. <laughs> like, so the playoffs are done right. And I feel like, I don't, hey, here's the thing. I don't want to be the Oilers, okay? In second place. Well, tied for first, second place, right? And then the, the Habs and the Jets play a game that goes to overtime. I don't I don't like that. It's stupid. Yeah, like I'm gonna complain about having three points awarded in a game that should have like, been worth two. Let, let, let's say it like, advantages everyone else. It opens up it opens behind them both. It opens up the possibility of let's say the flames and the leafs are playing each other. Or yeah. no, let's say the flames and sends, because the sends and oilers kind of got a thing going on right now. They don't yeah. have any more games left, but they don't like each other very much right now. They have more so, late games left. Two more games. Do they? Yeah, I thought they hit seven already. Nice. They did um, hit seven. We have nine against them. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're, oh. we're, we're a team short in this division, so we get more games against Maps. Okay. Math. So let's say the Flames and the Senators are playing each other. They could literally go to each other and be like, okay, we both don't like the Oilers, right? Yeah. What if we <laughs> just purposely sent the game to overtime to screw the Oilers. And then after that, we'll, more... we'll actually play hockey, right? Yeah, and yeah. the better team will win. But we just, we collude <laughs> to make the, that nothing's stopping that from happening. Yeah, be like, yo, we both don't like the team ahead of us. Imagine, especially when you get next year into like interconference games, be like, yo, both of our teams need like one point to clinch the playoffs. Do you want to just take this to overtime because we have no personal strife? And maybe there's like interconference rivals. So let's say like, oh yeah, I hate this team in your conference, you know, whatever. And or I'm- or or conditional draft picks, even worse. Oh, what if a draft pick has a yeah. condition if this team makes the playoffs, yes. then you might purposely get to overtime against and like it's like I don't know if you've seen Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3, right? But there's Sandman Venom, right? And they're both. I won't explain their backstories because that's kind of spoily for a 2008 <laughs> movie. But like, they both have these backstories, right? And Venom, he's crawling on a wall, and Sandman punches him out of the air, and then he's like, "It's just me." And he's like, "Listen, you want to kill the spider? I want to kill the spider together. He has stand a chance." And then his face closes up, and he's like, "Interested?" And then yeah. Flynn's like, "Yeah," or sorry, Sandman. Not Flynn, Sandman. He's not actually Flynn. No, don't worry about it. But yeah, it's like it's there like could be there so many shenanigans. The yeah, there could be so many shenanigans with this three-point system that has not yet been exploited. But and, unless and it has been, maybe teams have been secretly maybe, doing it all along. 
right? We don't know. And like, I'm not Who saying knows? that like, it, that it is I think happening. Conditional picks is the most interesting part. I'm I'm not saying that it is happening or it will happen, but because like, let's be honest, these are hockey players, right? They want to win every game nine nothing. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah. the possibility Which is the Rangers there. did, apparently. <laughs> yeah. The the possibility like, is there and that and that's an issue. So fix your fucking league, yeah. NHL. Jesus. I think the perfect situation would be like, let's say it's like bow for the fourth spot. Let's say Boston has like I don't know, what's the normal amount of points you can have in, in the shortened season? I don't really care. Let's say Boston has 40 points. Philly has 39, Rangers have 38. The what if they organize for Rangers to win in overtime so that they both tie Boston and pass them in like the tiebreaker to knock Boston out of the playoffs because because the Rangers have a conditional pick with the Bruins if they miss the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I, like there's so many things you can do with it. It's kind of fun actually. There should be a movie like like Moneyball about that, like a movie about <laughs> Just I like was, finessing the three-point system. I was thinking more like 21, but I guess Moneyball, like, because they weren't cheating in Moneyball. In 21, they were cheating. No, no. It, they were it counting cards. So. Yeah. This isn't cheating. <laughs> I mean, technically, again, yeah. there's nothing in the rules to be like, or there probably is a collusion rule somewhere, but still. I mean, how easy would it no be? No one in the league knows the rules anyways. It's fine. Well, exactly. The refs don't know the fucking rules, so... <laughs> no one knows the rules. I'm, I'm not convinced <laughs> that there's actually... Okay, so on the internet, there's an NHL rule book, right? That's just, yeah, yeah. A, that's just a ruse. It's a cover. There I think is, it's just on the internet. <laughs> there isn't an actual NHL rule book. It's just... It's like oral tradition. Here are yeah, the... Yeah. <laughs> Here are the rules passed down by our ancestors. But the thing mm. is, every family tells the story a little bit differently. Mm. So the yeah, story, the version. stories are a little different. So that's why you know you have forty different refs in the NHL, and they're it's all like operating the on in the Bible. Forty different rule books, sorry, yeah. rule quote unquote books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that thing on the internet, it's just it's a cover, right? It's like. <laughs> It's like in World War II when the Allies built an army of inflatable tanks to make the Germans think that we're invading here, but then the actual army was over here, and then they invaded over there. Yeah, or the Trojan horse, even. That would have been a better analogy, yes. Everyone knows the Trojan horse. (laughs) So, yeah, points are dumb. Uh... Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much. Well, okay. we got 40 of them, so that's cool. <laughs> I got a question for you, Ryan. What you got? This seems to be the – well, actually, I'm going to start with a smaller question just as kind of a break in the action. Did you fill out a bracket this year? For Marsh Madness? Yeah. I didn't, actually. Boo. I totally forgot about it. Well, I didn't even know it was March. I'm out here talking. I'm out here thinking like, yo, when's February over? Well, that's too bad. Not see now you won't get a perfect bracket and win a billion dollars. Damn. <laughs> but last I, year I picked like, like a 15th seat over to the second, and I got it. Whoa, that's cool. Um, that's it though. <laughs> I just, I don't know much about you know college basketball, so well, I just kind of picked. 
what I the, felt like picking. The only thing that I know is that if you get a perfect bracket, you win a billion dollars. So that's that's but good no enough one, for me. Well, is that like just one person? Like hypothetically, what if more than one person gets perfect bracket? Ryan, do you so know what the odds of a perfect bracket are? I have to ask, even though it's impossible. Like we're we're, <laughs> we're talking about one followed by a lot of zeros. A, a lot, eh? Okay, yeah, that's imagine quite a bit. So a the pretty tiny fraction. Some games happening today. Yo, let's go! I still have a perfect bracket. I'm three for three. Yo. Ethan, you're going to get a billion bucks, aren't you? I picked Texas Tech over Utah State. Arkansas over... Okay, also, Arkansas, what the fuck? It's Arkansas, obviously. You can't just... Yeah, what's up with that? You know, I feel like having Kansas be be pronounced Kansas and Arkansas being pronounced not Arkansas is just as dumb as, like, Benoit Pouliot having the T silent in his first name or in his, yeah, in his first name, but not in his second. It, it's, it's either Benoit Puglio or Benoit Pouliot. You can't just <laughs> silent one T and speak the other. I, I feel the same way about Puglio as I do um, the state of Kansas or Arkansas. <laughs> I also picked Florida over Virginia tech. So let's go. Um, I'm in a bit of trouble though. Uh-oh. Uh, the Ohio State University is down by seven against Oral Roberts. Apparently, that's a fucking school. Uh, they're down seven with 12 minutes to go, so they should come back. Let's hope so. I hope I don't. I hope my first wrong pick isn't a 15 over a two because that would suck. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because my next question, Ryan. This seems yeah, to be yeah. the, the big topic going around the, the Oilers Twitterverse. Uh-oh. What do you do with Tyson Berry? He is currently leading the NHL in defenseman points and in butthurt analytics people because they all hate him. <laughs> um, like, give me your thoughts. What's the? Do you sign him? Do you trade him? Do you let him walk? What's What's the play here if you're Ken Holland? I'll start by saying that I really don't think the hate would be nearly as strong if Bouchard was playing. I think a lot of it is Bouchard not playing. Okay. Um, here's what I do. There's no way in hell I'm trading him this year. That might be a surprise to some. But Tyson Berry is the kind of guy that you trade for at the deadline when you're buying. I don't like, yeah. Okay. I totally under, and I'll get to this. I'll get to, I'll get to all the butts in a second here, but like you, you, okay. Don't resign him. I'll get to that in a second as well, but you do not trade him. You don't dare trade him because imagine it the other way around. Imagine us Oilers fans okay we're doing good we're in a playoff spot and we acquire in trade the highest scoring defenseman in the league wouldn't that be nuts we would we would love that we would love that so much but when we have it we hate it it's kind of strange I yeah but there's no way you trade him for the before the deadline you keep that guy and then here's where I stand after that I am not re-signing him I feel like he's going to not only price himself out of Edmonton, which is exactly what his plan was. But here's what, here's how yeah. I see it. Okay, I see it as 
Barry, okay, for me, giving Barry a long-term extension after this season is like proposing after a one-night stand. I feel like I feel like he was brought in because as he, he's a stopgap. This guy's a stopgap because Clefbaum's injured and we weren't totally sure if we want Bouchard playing full-time minutes. Bouchard should be playing full-time minutes. That's a whole different thing. I'm I'm trying to treat these things as two separate entities at this point. I'm not trying to connect them because they they really aren't connected. That's on Tippett. Yeah, here's I'm not resigning him because I would rather spend my money on a Nuge contract, a Yamamoto contract, giving Haas and Cahoon another one year one mil deal. I would I I I you know call me nuts. I want to resign Adam Larson. I also Clefbaum coming off LTIR. That's that's four point two ish so i feel like if you don't trade barry keep barry see what he does this year and then let him walk you can run bouchard bear larson next year clefbaum nurse and then whoever we don't lose in the expansion draft on the other side and i feel like that is totally fine i feel like we can cover for barry offensively next year for sure and defensively he's the worst among the our defensemen so yeah also my 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 priority is with new Giamo and the gang. So, but yeah, anyone who says we should trade him is, is a bit crazy. That's the kind of guy you want to trade for. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not trading him, but I'm also not re-signing him. Unless we can somehow get him for super cheap and then we let Larson walk. But that does we don't need that. We don't need another offensive guy. We have offensive guys. We What we could use is a physical defensive guy like Larson to stick around. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay, Ryan, you're going to think I'm crazy. Um, I'm just waiting for my computer to load here because I'm I'm trying to do some statistical research. If you're going to say trade him, I will understand. As a Gemini, I can see both sides. I just wouldn't. Would but you I, shut I, up? I, I can see the benefits of it. I do. And I want you to explain to me if that is your view. Okay, before I start this, I would like to point out that at Tyson Berry's current scoring rate – he has 30 points in 33 games, I believe it is. Um, that is a 75-point pace over 82 games, which would be the uh, the sixth highest total in Edmonton Oilers history by a defenseman and the highest by anyone not named Paul Coffey. The highest by anyone not named Paul Coffey? Yeah. No one else has done a 75-point pace? The closest is, this is a weird one, Risto, Risto Siltonen in Rist- 1982 hey. scored 63 points. Nice. In 63 games. Good shit, Risto. What the fuck? <laughs> nice. So, like, the season that Tyson Berry's having right now, like, Blows Chris Pronger 2006 out of the water. Now, Chris Pronger was different in that he could actually play defense, which is yeah, yeah. the crux of the issue here, right? Like, also, yeah, we all love having the top scoring D-man in the league, but he's not great defensively. Is why my article doesn't put him on the wing. It's so, a good article. <laughs> okay. If I'm Ken Holland, my strategy is to look for a trade. Okay. Not force a trade. See if a trade exists. Now, 
Tyson Berry does not fit into the long-term plan for the Edmonton Oilers. Not even a little bit. They just, it's not that I don't love having Tyson Berry on the team. It's just, there's nowhere for him to play. We were missing bomb and got frisky. Okay. There is a way you can fit Tyson Berry in. It involves him either learning how to play the left side. Learning how to play defense. (laughs) Learning how to play defense or becoming a forward. Those or are letting Larson walk and then not playing our prospects. No, that's not properly. an option. That's not an option. It shouldn't be. It technically okay. is. Your three right defensemen of the future are Adam Larson, who's only what twenty seven. Yeah, he was same year as Nuge in the draft. He plays like he's, you know, he plays like a seasoned vet. He's only twenty seven. Still got yeah. plenty of miles left in the tank. That's also, not how that saying also goes. Also a UFA. Also a UFA. Okay, so but. Larson, you have to re-sign him. I'd like to. <laughs> Ethan Bear, duh. Evan mm-hmm. Bouchard, duh. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You're not gonna pay Tyson Berry, you know, four or five million dollars a year or more. Did you see the tweet by someone that he his age and points per game pace? is about what Eric Carlson was doing before his $11.5 million extension. They were both, I think, yeah, Carlson was 28 producing at 0.83 points a game. Barry was, is 29 producing at 0.85. It's scary close. We shouldn't, we shouldn't assume that Tyson Barry is going to fall off like Eric Carlson did because Tyson Barry, as far as we know, still has two good knees. Yeah, absolutely. Point is, oh no, okay, I feel like I should say before you finish your thought here quickly, we talk about the points a lot. There's going to be someone listening to this, maybe. Maybe someone listens to this. And they're like, so many of the points are just sexist. And I got I recognize this. That, that I got this. The points don't matter that much. Do you have a, like, a stat specifically on how many of them are like secondary useless assists? Yep. Like, and yeah, I also, for some Thanks. other... <laughs> I saw this today. Thank you to Jason Greger for putting this out because this tweet basically sums up the argument. So this season, actually, no, this is for the career. Okay. We're talking career numbers. Sweet. Tyson Berry, 48.3 of his career assists are secondary assists. Okay. Here's some numbers for some Hall of Fame defensemen. All right. So again, Tyson Berry, 48.3. Ray Bork, 49.8. Paul Coffey, 44.5. Al McInnes, 50.3. Actually higher than Tyson Berry. Also higher than Tyson Berry, Denny Potvin, 51.9 of his assists were secondary assists. And get ready for the big one. Higher percentage of career assists that were secondary assists than Tyson Berry, Bobby Orr, 49.5%. So basically what I'm saying is Tyson Berry is the greatest defenseman of all time. (laughs) Yeah, man, basically. Okay, so like we can talk about the secondary assists all we want. They still help the team. I suppose. Okay, I'm fully willing to admit that a secondary assist is not as good as a primary assist. Or a goal. 
or a goal. But Tyson, to me, Tyson Berry is getting plenty of primary assists this year. To me, when I imagine Bobby Orr getting a secondary assist, I imagine him skating 200 feet around the opponent's net back to the point for his partner who blasts it and it tips in off of someone in front, right? That's all his play. That's how, that's how I imagine a Bobby Orr secondary assist. It's he passed to the guy who shot into a tip. The way I imagine a Tyson Berry secondary assist, and this literally happened the other night, he passes it to Drysaddle in his own defensive zone and then gets off the ice. Then Drysaddle and McDavid go and do their thing all alone and score. And Dr- Barry, who's been on the bench for like 20 seconds, gets an assist. That's kind of what the difference is for me watching it. But that's that's what, that's how I imagine it going. That might not be accurate, but that's kind of how I see it. Well, now we're getting into like anecdotal evidence, right? Yeah, which you can't. You can't use that. That doesn't exist. It's especially really. because I've been seeing some of the fancies guys talk about, you know, oh, he wasn't on the ice. Well, isn't your whole thing like you're not supposed to go through, you know, anecdotal evidence? Okay, so Tyson Berry is having an abnormal amount of secondary assists this year. He has 17, which is the most on, on the Oilers. So just over... um actually a, a bit over half of his assists are um are secondary assists but he's still producing right he's got yeah. four goals this year which isn't you know set the world on fire but it's still pretty more good than for Taylor him. Hall. it's more than Taylor Hall um <laughs> and i mean nine primary assists which is third on the Oilers nice behind McDavid and Drysaddle so <laughs> He has more primary assists than Nugent Hopkins, than Yamamoto, than Puliyarvi, than than Nurse. Exactly. So, than Mike Smith, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but f- for me, the crux of it is, man, I'm really, um, I'm really making use of hockey reference today. Okay. Shout out to hockey reference hashtag not sponsored. Shout out to hockey reference. Easily the best hockey website on the internet. I like it a lot. Uh, way better than hockey DB. Okay. Yes. So D- DB and quant are pretty good, but hockey reference it is, man. Okay. So going back to why I would try to make a trade involving Tyson Berry. Part A is that. If I'm Ken Holland, I'm not re-signing him, and I don't want to lose him for nothing. Part B is that this is the highest that Tyson Berry's trade value will ever be in his career. Okay? Looking at some more numbers, for his career, Tyson Berry is 0.64 points per game. He's at 8-something right now. He's at 0.91. Holy smokes, boys. Okay, we also look at, I just want to take a look at, wow, he's actually shooting below his career shooting percentage. Yeah, because they're all secondary assists. <laughs> I, I still think that's impressive. Um, so, yeah, he's basically, he's outscoring his career pace. He's shooting a lot more, too, I feel like. Yeah. He, Which he's, he's, you can say whatever you want about. He's getting one extra point every three games. Yeah. So I think there are some teams that would want to bite on that. That would say, you know, like we talked about, how many times have the Oilers been 
how many times as Oilers fans have we been like, oh man, I'd really love, you know, the highest scoring defenseman in the league. A lot. Some GMs in this league are not very smart and would take a Tyson Berry. Now, Tyson Berry would be very, very helpful for the playoff run that the Oilers are about to go on. So the only way I'm trading Tyson Berry is for an actual hockey trade. I don't want a prospect. Yeah, I know. I want something that I want to. Yeah, I want it. I want a top six winger. Is what I'm looking for in return for Tyson Berry. It might not be, you know, a Philip Forsberg. It it, it probably not someone of that caliber because it is only a one year contract for Berry. Yeah, but someone that can. And I haven't looked at. I don't know. Maybe that's what you give up for Ricard Raquel and get something back, right? Yeah, I mean, and yeah, the Ducks wouldn't want a rental, but, you know, whatever. We're talking that type of guy. Yeah, Maybe you can do a three-way trade. You know, there's, there's ways. Um, so, like, it's probably not going to happen. I don't... There's no way he gets traded. Like, No. I, I, w- I think it'd be sweet to just reap the assets of that. And, like, trading Barry, and I, I've said before, I think I said, like, last week, I feel like we could easily replace what he brings. I'm not saying... Oh, you can easily replace four extra assists tonight. I'm just saying we got Bouchard. We got yeah, exactly one of Jones, Lagiston, and Crussell sits every game, right? Like we we're good. We don't need him. He's I th- nice, but I we think, don't need him. I think the contributions that you would get from plugging Bouchard into the lineup and giving more minutes to, you know, an Ethan Bear type, you'd get close. Yeah. Close enough that, like, like, and we're talking that even trading Barry for future considerations, you get close. But you trade Barry for a top six winger. Well, now we're talking. Well, exactly. So right? for that reason, I like the idea. Like, I, I getting back will be getting trade. I just morally, I can't get behind trading the type of guy at deadline that you would normally really want to acquire at the deadline. That I don't like what that says about the team either. Like it, it says that, that, that the team is smart and that the thing about the future, which well, is then great. what the fuck are we talking about? That's great. Sounds great. But like I just No, what do you mean, but no, the team is smart. Isn't isn't that what we've been asking for for a bazillion years as a competent GM? I would rather the team be smart for sure. But you know, isn't someone gonna say that like I don't know. Maybe being on Twitter has really gotten to me, but this people is, are going to complain about this. <laughs> this is fucking Jordan Everly all over again. This is the fans whining and complaining about a player because, you know, yeah, he scored 50 points in the regular season, but he was shit in the playoffs. Like, this is the fans whining and complaining and just instead of wanting their team to make smart moves. It's just in the reverse direction now. Okay. Yeah. Right? Like, you talk about, oh, man. Like, hey, I love Tyson Berry. I'm so happy that we signed him. It's really fun having him. Oh, yeah. But I'm trying to think about, like, this team is not built to win a cup this year. This team is built to win a cup in the next few years. And that's what we have to be thinking about. We have to be looking big picture. Like, I'll ask you this, okay? What is better for Evan Bouchard's development? Sitting every night or opening a spot in the lineup for him? 
playing hockey. Exactly. Whether that's in Bakersfield or here, it's going to be better here. But like, because yeah. if you trade Tyson Berry, I guarantee you Evan Bouchard is playing every night on the second power play. Yeah. Maybe in the first. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that if I woke up tomorrow and saw on my phone that we traded Barry and we got back a top six winger and a prospect, I would be very, very surprised. And I would be happy because it shows that we're forward thinking and that we're smart. I mean, yeah, th- this is, all- I can't see it happening. There's this no is- way that this guy gets traded. This is all a move point because like you said, yeah, he's not getting traded. There's no way you trade this, this caliber of player. If you're a buyer, you go and get a second one of these guys. If you're a buyer, like that's not, we're not in the place to trade a guy like that. We should be like, it's, we should be considering it. And I think, I think doing that will, if, okay, let's say Holland trades Barry. Could you imagine how much that divides the fan base? I that don't give the fan a base shit. Straight in half. I I, I, I do not I care. care if the Oilers are winning. I don't give a flying fuck about what the fans think. Neither do I. I'm just saying that would be hilarious to witness, and I I think that both sides would have fair points about it. You know what? I think I think the fancies crowd deserves a win because they've been kind of all of their favorite players have been getting the shaft. So. <laughs> Um, but like this conversation seems to be less about, um, it it seems to be about what hockey teams generally do versus what they should do. Right. I'm just so used to hockey teams doing what they do instead of what they should do, especially the Oilers. But like, that's like what teams should do. Let's be honest. This is a very unique circumstance, right? I can't think of another damn time that a team that looked like a potential contender was talking about trading their highest scoring player. Well, how, it just seems it just seems obscure. Okay, how many times has a free agent defenseman signed a one year deal with a new team and then gone on to lead the league in D man scoring? Okay, it doesn't happen. It is rare. These are unique circumstances, so we should approach it as such. Right? We can't be relying on what teams usually do because teams usually aren't in this situation. Yeah. You just got to look at what is... What puts us in the best position to win a Stanley Cup? To win as many Stanley Cups as we can. Yeah. Okay. All right. A question. What do you think is more likely? Oilers trade Barry or re-sign Barry? It re-sign is way more likely, man. You think so? Oh yeah. Re I think what my I think the I, I like to think that the most likely option is we is he just walks in July or August or whenever. If he gets but, an offer from the Oilers, he's taking it. Like I, I don't think, know. I think he's I don't a, know. I think he's a pretty smart guy. Sorry, if he gets a reasonable offer from the Oilers. Yeah, if right? their offer isn't way lower than enough from someone else. If the Oilers are in the ballpark, Barry's a smart guy. It's why he came to Edmonton, right? Because he sees all these. So 
in the offseason, Tyson Berry signed with Edmonton because A, they offered him a pretty good contract, and B, he was going to be able to ride shotgun with two of the best players in the world. And he was going to get points and get paid. Get paid. And Hall tried the same thing. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't put up points, but yet he still got paid for some reason. And now every team in the league should look at that and stay the fuck away from Taylor Hall, especially Edmonton. God, I, I, I really like Taylor Hall. You know, I liked him when he played for Edmonton, but it's just, I can't, whenever I hear his name, I get angry because <laughs> Oilers fans don't know how to move on. They're like that one X that's just unbelievably clingy. I'm like, oh, maybe maybe Taylor will text me back this time. Shut up. <laughs> he was a good player in Edmonton. He was never going to be a great player. Mm-hmm. He was never going to win a heart trophy in Edmonton. He never should have won a heart trophy in New Jersey. He's never going to win a heart trophy. Well, he might. You know what? He could. Another one. He could. I could see it because, like I said, he's a good player. He can't do it in a big market, though. He can't do it. Like, he says, you know, some of the rumors I was hearing is that he wanted to come back to Canada. No, he doesn't. (laughs) Not if he's smart. (laughs) No. What were we talking about? (laughs) We were talking about... How do we get um, on Taylor Hall from Tyson Berry? Because Berry signed a one-year contract for here for the purpose of producing and getting paid. So, and I hope that someone gives him an eight by eight and it's not us. Oh yeah. If, if he gets 8 million per, yeah, he's not staying because the oil, the oil shouldn't be giving him that. I because what is it about me that just doesn't quite have faith in front office? I know it's Holland and Holland's cool. I just, he's, why old, do I have, he's, he's old school, right? Why do I have this feeling of doom that we extend Barry? Before the, the Barry extension is announced before the Larson and Nuge ones. Like, why do I have that feeling? It's because Holland's old school and old school guys typically like defensemen that put up points. Right? <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so the other thing that the reason why I want to trade Barry is because I can't believe he's still on a pair with Darnell Nurse. That's just boggles my mind. Like, how many times? Well, we talked about this last week, right? The two on ones, and oh, who's who? <laughs> who who do the others have up front? They're fucking two defensemen. It's just—is there one team in this godforsaken league that likes what their coach does every single night? No. Absolutely not. How many fan bases constantly have a problem with the, with the same coach's decision? Well, we're decision. one. Like, yeah, like, it's just weird. <laughs> I feel like every fan thinks they know better than their coach when it comes to setting lineups, which, well, they, which in do. a lot of cases they do, you know? In a lot of cases that they do, which is crazy. Why we're not getting paid to coach the team. Well, I, I think fans should get some credit because they do kind of have a – and they're kind of removed from the process, right? So you yeah. could argue, you could make an argument that some fans are kind of have a more objective view. 
not all fans because you know fans want to see their favorite players get the opportunity like yeah. i want to see leon dreisaitl uh gaetan haas and yesi pulley rv on the same line because they're my three favorite players so yeah fun <laughs> but you know we don't because think about dave tippett right he has to make these decisions every night and then like it, it's hard to get an accurate like to self-evaluate those decisions yeah because by evaluating those decisions, you're evaluating yourself as a coach, right? So it, it's hard to be, you know, critical of the moves that you make. And it's easy to fall into this pattern of, oh, well, let's give it one more shot. I really think this yeah, can work. The same and it doesn't help when you're a stubborn MF like he is, <laughs> right? So... I, I do think fans deserve a little more credit than they get when it comes to, you know, these lineup decisions. And mm-hmm. that being said, teams should never, ever, 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 ever listen to fans. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to Except personnel decisions, when it comes to personnel decisions. Yeah. When the fans yell, shoot, you, you can listen to them then. It, exactly. So yeah, I'm I I'm perfectly content if you can't find a trade for Barry. I'm totally I would love to have him on board for the playoff run. Yep. Right? But you just feel like that there's more to gain than there is to lose from trading with the deadline. Exactly. Especially long term. Yeah. Because I think about I think about where the Oilers decor is in terms of its development and now the easy fix would be to just play Bouchard over Russell. Play Bouchard over Larson. Play Larson over Russell, so that Bouchard cannot play his offside. Yeah. Or you know, let Bouchard play the offside, but don't fucking pull him after one shitty game, and then never play him again. I feel like when Bouchard got called up and he was amazing, some people were like. Bouchard should play every game from here on out. And some people straight up said, I'm willing to bet. I think this was Sean Patrick Ryan, actually. He says, I'm willing to bet Bouchard's played his last game in Bakersfield. Yeah, I mean, he, should, he, was, he, he was right he, in a way. In a way, he was right. But, like, I'd rather him be there than everyone who, like, said that, yeah, Bouchard's a full-time guy in the lineup now. They should be correct. They should have been right. But what they what they forgot is that we had an injury to Ethan Bear. And that when everyone's healthy, there's no way that we keep playing Bouchard. Why? Because reasons. And I just want to play the guy. Can we just please have the guy in the lineup? Like, I would... If either Bouchard or Barry becomes a mainstay on the left side, I think that works just fine. Yeah. Right, because now, first of all, that means Barry's no longer playing with Nurse. I think Barry's the way to go. But think about it; those are two guys that love to shoot, that are offensive D-men. You know, we put wingers on their offside all the time. Fucking Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, he plays offside, right? Because it's easier I to one time the puck. Man, Barry on the left. Like and you'd be like, oh, what if it's going to be harder for him to defend on his? He offside? doesn't defend first, anyways. Yeah, first he doesn't defend. 
And second, he's of all of our defensemen, he's the oldest guy other than Crussell. So he should be able to adjust to it the best. That's true. He's what, 29? Yeah. He would have the I think he's been here the longest. He can he can probably be the one who has the most general defense experience to take on that challenge. Also, one timer. Like just I don't know. I I wish that we could just like call in and get signatures and be like, I want a petition for Tippett to try this one time. Just try it one time. And by okay? one by one time, we mean like four or five games, not 12 minutes. Yeah, yeah. No, I I mean I mean if you try it first shift of the game and we get scored on because Costco has a bad goal and then you stop trying it, like that's not what I mean. I mean like try it for like two, three games at least, right? Maybe more. Also, Miko Koskinen. How about Miko last night? Yeah. Great game last night. That was that was great for Miko. I'm Dare gonna pull that. up hockey reference again. Again, shout out best hockey site on the webs. Uh, let's get some splits. Some nanner splits. Banana split, baby. Like looking at Miko's numbers. So on the season, he's a nine Oh three, which is yuck, right? He's a nine fourteen mm-hmm. in February and a nine twelve in March, which are both pretty good. Yeah, above average at least. Yeah, this is all we usually need. It's above average. Well, exactly. Like the Oilers put up five goals, and that's all you need is average goaltender. So, mm-hmm. don't give up on Miko yet. Uh, there's no reason to. He's good. Yeah, he was a flaming pile of garbage to start the season. And I think you and I can both agree that we were perhaps a little too optimistic when it comes to Miko mm-hmm. Koskinen. Um, I mean, but, my bold prediction was that he receives a Vezina vote. Well, isn't not, I mean, the, I wish, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, there's, I, been some, there, there's been some other fun bold predictions on there that are not going to come true, but at least they're closer. <laughs> oh, speaking of goalies who are playing really well, did you see uh, Stuart Skinner's stats in Bakersfield this year? Holy smokes, man. I he's think nine games, he's not an O. I think next year could be the year where we see a Koskinen Skinner tandem. If he, what, he is Koskinen's contract also expiring? Next, one more year? next year, I think. One more year after next after this one. Now I'm gonna head over to another great hockey website, capfriendly.com. Yo, yo. Uh he's got one more year. Okay. I you know what? I just want to see Konovalov and Skinner. Best <laughs> tandem in the league. Let's fuck it. Konovalov's gonna be something. He can I hope so, man. The, the Russians are so good. Pucks. There's so many like young, like 24 and under R- Russian goalies right now. Yeah. Well, Vasilevsky's like what 26, but like still. Then you got like you got the freaking the Metro S S trio, right? Samsonov, Shisterkin, and Sorokin. Those guys are cool. That sounds like a 60s <laughs> like kind of psychedelic rock band. 
Yeah, but the, from Russia. The match the Metro S trio. The Metro S trio. <laughs> yeah. And I, then um, I listen to them. There's so many just young European goalies who are just kicking ass right now. Merzlikens is like only 26, but in his yeah. second year. Capo Kokinen, Kevin Lankinen. Basically shut out my whole fantasy team. Basically. What about uh, that Nadeljevic, Nadel? Oh my god, Nadal. they're gonna get me started on, on Alex Nadelkovic. Matt was on waivers and no one claimed him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> also, Anton Forsberg has been claimed the waivers again for the Sens because all other guys are injured. So Forsberg's now been on five teams this year and played for none of them. The Delkovic is the, weird. The man. 926 in 10 games. No one claimed the guy. Why? They okay. So Carolina claims Forsberg from the Oilers. They waived Nadelkovich. Why didn't the Oilers just claim Nadelkovich? The trade is one for one. Legit. We went and, like yeah, we got Grosnick and stuff, but like and then you got Staylock, who's I totally forgot about Staylock. I'm I'm excited to see what he can do because you and I went and watched that game in the theater in August, right? And it was Staylock uh, against the Canucks. And Staylock yeah, so, yeah, in that one Minnesota wild game we watched, Staylock was pretty good. So, yeah. he, basically, I, I he's a stud. I only, watched, I only ever watched one Alex Staylock game in my life. I confess. <laughs> but like, also, Minnesota, man, going from Dubnik and Staylock to Talbot and Kakinen, upgrades. I make fun of Minnesota all the time for their management. That goaltending, mad upgrades. Loving it. Oh, also, look at that Hey, 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 it's been a while since we've talked about the uh, Minnesota Wild on this podcast. Sure has been. They're in fucking third place in the Central, or the West, sorry. Yeah, they're good. And guess what? They've allowed 69 goals this year. Nice. Nice. They have, like, in my opinion, I think Minnesota right now has two of the top three Calder guys. Kaprizov and... Kokkinen, maybe. Is he a rookie? Oh, yeah. Last year, he played, like, two games. When um, everyone was freaking injured. Is it Kaprizov or Kaprizov? I interchange it. It depends if I... I think Kaprizov sounds like a, like a Power Rangers villain. And Kaprizov sounds like a Russian alcohol. And I kind of like both. <laughs> I kind of like the sound of both of them. So. Also, this is the this is the fucking Artemi Panarin rookie of the year thing all over again. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that age matters? When it comes to the Calder, and if so, at what age does age matter? No, age shouldn't matter. But if you've played four years in the KHL, you're not a rookie. Has like, he played four years? He has, hasn't he? Because okay, the Calder. Uh, so the Calder Trophy is basically like they count. Yeah, the NHL is is the only league they count, right? For yeah. whether or not you're a rookie, which makes because it, it's an NHL trophy, right? Like it just bugs me because Wayne Gretzky didn't win the Calder Trophy because he had played in a professional league, the WHA. That is true. That and is really, true. The, a good point. I, I think the KHL is on a similar level to what the WHA was. Back in yonder days. So Gretzky is a strange one because like that is true. Like I like KHL WHA isn't equivalent, but like it's still a professional league. I'm it's the second point. It's the second best hockey league in the world. 
which the WHA was at the time, eh? Yeah. So that is, I have not heard that point yet. That's a great point. Um, I I googled Calder Trophy. I, I googled NHL Calder. Pulls up Calder Memorial Trophy. The Calder Memorial Trophy is the annual award given, quote, to the player selected as the most proficient in his first year of competition in the National Hockey League. So it's not, doesn't say rookie. It says first year in the NHL. In which case, Gretzky should have been eligible, right? Yeah. But in which case, also Kaprizov, Panarin, Makarov should all be eligible. They they put an age cap on it when Makarov won it at 31 years old, yeah. which that's reasonable. But yeah, I don't know. Like, to me, it, like, age age shouldn't have anything to do with a rookie of the year trophy. It should like, and this has happened in other sports too. Like in I want to say 2002. Yeah. That was the year they, it might have been 01, but the year that Ichiro came over from Japan. Yeah. And he won rookie of the year, but also MVP because he was 27 and had played six years in Japan, which is same thing, second best league on the planet. So it, it's tricky. Like, I'm a big fan of of Tim Stutzla. I love Jimmy Stu. I really do. He's on but your like, he's on your fantasy team. He's on two of my fantasy teams, and he's German. I don't know. I really like Tim Stutzla. I, I am not going to complain about a guy six years older winning the Calder. I'm okay with it. Like again, Kaprizov is what twenty? How old is McDavid? He's the same draft. 25, 24? I think McDavid's twenty four. Yeah, so Caprizov is what, 24, 25 or so? That's the thing that Panarin was in his Calder year. I don't know. By definition, Calder is just first year in the NHL. And I understand capping it at some age. I think What's what's the age? 27, I think? Because you don't want a 31-year-old Makarov winning it. Why not, though? Like, I... Okay. I don't, like, if, if like, they, I, don't, I don't personally care. The if, best definition, it's first in the NH, NHL. If I don't they, care how old you are. If they retroactively give Gretzky a Calder, then I'll say, fine. I Give it to Panarin. Give it to... It just bugs me that that's the one trophy an Oiler has never won, even though he totally should have twice. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> both got shafted because of the dumb rules. Yeah. That's fair. Right? Um, and they got shafted for like opposite reasons. Gretzky, Gretzky got shafted because he played in a different league, but then McDavid got shafted because this guy played in a different league, but he still won it. It's strange. It's very strange. And yeah, I mean, oh, honestly, I've said this before about other things, but as long as there is consistency, I don't really care about results because at least you know that it's fair. And so I totally understand, like, the Gretzky thing. I, I actually hadn't thought about the fact that he was considered not a rookie because of WHA time, which is just another pro league. That, that, that's that's a great point. That really is a great point. That's the best point I've heard so far about people arguing against, um, like, old players wearing the Calder. It's not really a point. It's just me complaining about the NHL screwing a- the Oilers again. <laughs> At least, at least we don't have the you know second best rookie this year who's going to lose to Kaprizov, right? Also, like every year, there's a goalie who's in the conversation. Goalies are always like 25, 26. So a forward being twenty four, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, yeah. I think like yeah, I 
It's just such a weird award, you know? Like, it should be really simple and straightforward. It but, is. By definition, it's no, but who the, is the, the most proficient the history of players of it, this year who's – this is their first NHL year. The history of it is is what makes it goofy. And that – yeah, who's that's the NHL's fault. It's everybody's fault, Fix man. your like, league. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> okay, like, who would – Who's your pick for the call there this year? Kaprizov. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just – who are the other – the Stutzla. I, I love Lafreniere. He's not going to get consideration this year. No. Or I guess ever because it's the Calder. I think Stutzla <laughs> should be there. Um, I don't know. Between Lankinen and Kakinen. See, I don't know. I don't know about – like, I guess two guys from the same team, I'm totally fine with it. Like, I personally think if your team has two of the best rookies, you should – they should both get recognition. I just don't know if, like, the voters are going to actually do that. They might go with, like, I don't know, someone else for the third slot. I don't even know who's, like – like, who else is, is there? Kaprizov, Stutzla, Lafreniere. Josh Norris is getting some consideration. He's Norris is good. He's third in rookie score, and he's one point behind Stutzla. Yeah, you know what's funny is that in um in my primary fantasy hockey league, right, CCHL, I have Kakinen, Sorokin, Stutzla, and Kaprizov. I got some good rookies, but I, I forgot about Josh Norris. He's not he's not on my team. So yeah, he's he's a great rookie right now. He can get some consideration for sure. Ottawa and Minnesota, man, they got they both got to the top five, I think, to the top six for sure. I mean, I don't know how you don't give it to Kaprizov because, like, he's saving the organization. He's seven points ahead of Stutzla, and he's played two less games. Also, let's just point out the fact that Minnesota's center core right now, okay, Joel Erickson Eck, underrated. He's really good defensively. Yep. Good enough. Nick Bukestad, Nick Bonino, and Victor Rask. Imagine <laughs> if you gave Kaprizov a real centerman. Kaprizov does not play with Erickson Eck ever. Right? Like, imagine. A power he, play only, I think. Imagine, like, if you, imagine if he was playing with Marco Rossi this year. How cool play, would that imagine be? Imagine he was playing with Patrick Kane. <laughs> yeah, Kaprizov, like. Kaprizov is is driving not only that line but that goddamn team because he has to because <laughs> someone decided they should they should trade everybody else. Imagine, imagine this, Ethan. Imagine this, okay? Minnesota Wild, your top six at forward, Mikhail Granlund. So actually, you know, Fiala is better than Granlund. I'll 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 leave that one for now, okay? Eric Stahl, Charlie Coyle, Jason Zucker, Miko Koivu. Kirill Kaprizov, Kevin Fiala. I don't know. Maybe Zach Parise would on a reasonable contract. But like, what happened over there, eh? They're, they're just Nino Nino Rider. <laughs> God damn. Minnesota's just bound to be eternally in this state of limbo. Like they can't even tank properly. Honestly, I think right now. They have to – they send a lot of guys to one years. Like, I think Bukestad, but, you know, they're both on one years. They have to keep that Talbot and Kokkinen thing, thing rolling, right? Yeah. Kaprizov, if Kaprizov all the money, Eric Tanek all the money, Fiala all the money, get Rossi called up, 
and keep those four forwards. You keep Brodeen, Dumba, and Spurgeon. You keep both your goalies. And everyone else can go. And then you just sign free agents and get a call up your rookies. And that's how you build the team. They need to trade Capras off so they can get a good draft pick. Since six zero. <laughs> okay, Ryan, do you have a shout out this week? Um, I want to shout out the Toronto Raptors. They're woot, like woot. barely. They're not really making the playoffs right now. They're not in a playoff spot. They're tied for the eighth seed with one more game. Last I checked. So like, y'all want to make the playoffs? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, like. What's happening there? The NBA has just been screwing them this year, right? Like, if the Boston Celtics had one player out for COVID, mm-hmm. the NBA would be like, hey, quick, cancel the game. We can't play this game. Boston doesn't have their player. But meanwhile, Toronto's down. Lowry, Powell, OG, you know, they're down. Siakam like, was out for a bit. Siakam. No. They're down six guys in the NBA. is like. No, you guys can play. Tough it out. Walk it yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Like, and their coach, their six best players and their coach all are out. And the NBA is like, oh, play the game. Wait, and while also, you coach, also, they're playing in another fucking country. Yeah. <laughs> while you mention um, coaches being out, can we just talk about for a second the fact that the Rangers coaching staff all went into COVID protocol. So they called up the Hartford coaching staff and the team wins nine, nothing <laughs> you back to the old coaching staff now, or just, do you just keep Chris Drury and the Hartford gang? Can, but, can you send down coaches? I got you. I, you <laughs> like, that's so insane. Like that team, either, either that team hates their, hates their actual coach. <laughs> or they don't need a coach. They just need me because the banner chat. I don't know. That was crazy. <laughs> NHL's insane. What a dumb week. <laughs> this uh, year is just absolutely insane. My shout out this week. A very happy. It's actually cool that we're recording on a Friday today and not Thursday because this is actually happening today. A very special happy birthday. Happy 50th birthday. To the best color man in the league, Mr. Louis DeBrusque, Oilers legend. Louis. Louis, just like absolute massive guy. The best. <laughs> Beauty. Absolute legend. <laughs> Happy birthday, oh, Louis. We saw, we saw him in person. Hey, we have, we have a picture with that yeah, guy. I'm, I'm looking at a picture right now. Also, while we're talking about color man, I just, I've had this thought lately. I really miss Kevin Quinn. He's good. You know? Yeah. I miss hearing "Let's like, go" eighteen times ever. a game. Yeah. I, I like, like Jack, okay. Jack Michael saying saying Jack Michael being like rounds out the Oilers quintet. I love when he says that. He's talking about like which players are on the ice. Rounds out the. I mean, like when you watch the last thirty seconds of a one goal game, I'm there. Like I don't care. Like if Jack's calling it, I'm just like at the edge of my seat. I don't know. He he's the best. But yeah, I don't know. Kevin just, Quinn's awesome. I miss him. Jack just seems like he dials it up to an 11, regardless of the context, you know, like I like it. <laughs> I, I, I really miss Kevin Quinn. I wish, I wish he would still be doing some, I wish even we could if, like alternate, you know, alternate. Let's go Quinn. Let's go Quinn, Michael, Randolph, Michaels. Quinn, Michaels, Randolph, Michaels. It's like, just roll that all year. Kevin Quinn just seems like he 
you know, Jack has to kind of get himself amped up. Yeah. And I think Kevin just seems like he comes across it a little more naturally, which is, it's like a style thing. You know, I'm not saying one's better yeah, than the yeah. other. It's just kind of what you prefer. Anyways, I don't want to steal Louis thunder. Happy birthday, Louis. You're the best. Louis. Not like you're listening to this, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> every, every time we go on a road trip, like the Oilers go on a road trip and we get back home and we have our own crew again. It's so nice. Yeah. It is so nice. We get back from a road trip and we get back to Bruskin Michaels. It's the best. Yeah. They blow like some of the other teams have pretty decent crews. Like Calgary minus Cassie Campbell is pretty good. Right. And Eric Francis. And Eric Francis. Yeah. Obviously they're homers, but they're not obnoxious about it. And they just do the local game. So who cares? Right. Yeah. Like Rick Ball and Kelly Hurdy are awesome. Uh, the guys in Vancouver are okay. Dan Murphy's a beaut, but they're just fine. Um, who else we got? Toronto's TSN, so that uh, everyone else is TSN, so they just yeah. get the national guy. Anyways, uh, let's do trivia. All right, Ethan, trivia time. So how trivia works on this show, we got five questions and then we get a lifeline for the fifth if you want to use it. You probably should for this one because holy crap. Um, <laughs> and today's topic is Dave Tippett. Ooh. So how well what how well do you know the Oilers coach? Uh well, I've never met the guy, so this isn't like, oh, what's his like, you know, what was his weight in high school? What's his eye color? Like his favorite order at wild wing this is like history that you can find on the internet <laughs> well geez i should have done some studying but oh, I, wow. I had to do some some deep diving on hockey reference for some of this stuff like, oh my god osu is gonna lose sorry just checking <laughs> my bracket hell yeah all righty i just want to i just one i just want to make it through the first day with a perfect bracket that's that would be all nice. i want <laughs> Okay, go. That'd be great. Alrighty. Question one. What are the four NHL teams that Dave Tippett has served as head coach or assistant coach for? Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, Edmonton I will Oilers. give you part marks on this question if you don't Ed- know. Edmonton Oilers. Arizona Coyotes. Huh. <laughs> After that, I'm just kind of stuck. <laughs> You have one more head coach and one more assistant coach position. Dallas? Yep. That's all three heads. Because I remember there was a graphic on SportsCenter. Like, he was the fixer, and it showed, like, records season before and season after he was coach. Yeah. And, like, Arizona and Dallas were on there. So, assistant coach. He assistant coached, coached, coached. He assistant coached before Dallas. One NHL team. Can I get a hint? Um, they're currently in the West Division. I'll give you that for free. (sighs) Don't say Vegas. Who's in the West Division? (laughs) I legit don't know. (laughs) St. Louis? You locking that in? Sure. That is not correct. Damn it. It is the LA Kings. Really? 
Yeah, weird. That is weird. But I am giving you 0.75 on that question. Woot woot. So that's what you earned already. Question two. My first ever, I think, true or false question I've ever written before. Um, so, true or false, Dave Tippett, as an NHL player, had less than 100 career NHL goals. False. You think he had more than 100? Yes. That's wrong. Walking that in? <laughs> yes. He actually had 93. What? Okay. Yeah. The reason why I said he had more than 100 is because he played in the fucking 80s, right? Like, yeah. That's Ray, Fer- Ray Ferraro had 400 goals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, ah, well, whatever. Already. And here, I think honestly, this is this way. This is a kind of hard quiz, to be honest. It's kind of tough. No kidding. All right, question three: Dave Tippett has actually won a championship as a head coach. In 1999, he won the Turner Cup with his IHL team. Oh my god! What team was it? I don't I even a, know. Any. I have a free hint for you. A free okay. hint. They were in the Southwest Division. That's not a hint. And this team later joined the AHL, winning a Calder Cup in 2003. And also they have affiliated with the Minnesota Wild before. But not now. Not now. What the fuck? Okay, I don't – like, I could not name you. And, like, Las Vegas Thunder, I think, was an (laughs) IHL team. Um, Can I, like, Google IHL teams? Yeah, go. Go for IHL it. teams. And you said they, they want to the a- they want to call their cup in the AHL. Yeah. And they want to turn their cup in the IHL. Okay. And Tippett head coach there in 1999 and won. That was his last year in the IHL. Then LA called him up to be an assistant. And when they were in the AHL, they were affiliated with Minnesota. Yeah. There's yeah. Minnesota making another appearance on Yank Sports. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think when they won their Calder Cup, they were Minnesota's affiliate. And this was in 2003. Yep. Unless Minnesota – I actually – I think Minnesota still had them as an affiliate in 03. Was it the Milwaukee at? No, wait, no. You said it was in the Southwest division? Yeah, I said Southwest. Those are okay, first it's, it's not Milwaukee then. Was it the Houston Arrows? You locking that in? Yes. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. I just the only way I know that is because I slightly remember the Houston Arrows having like that green and cream color scheme. Yeah. yeah. It's like a dream. <laughs> Eating ice cream. Okay. Bars. So, so okay. Yeah. So he won the IHL championship with Houston. He won the Turner Cup with Houston in 1999. Huh, there you go. Yeah. Took some research, but that's t- that's fair. It's tough. 
I don't already. I didn't know they played in the IHL. <laughs> yeah, no one did. <laughs> already. Question four. So we've discussed Tippett's career as an NHL player and an NHL coach. Oh, but God. fun fact, he's also been hired in a management position before. He was part of the ownership group as a senior advisor for this NHL team who hired him in 2018. Which NHL team? So, like, before he came to Edmonton, he was a... Uh... He actually left this senior advisor role when Holland offered him the job Fuck, here. I should know this then. Um... Holland said, hey, do you want to stop being the senior advisor for the... And come coach the Edmonton Oilers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I get any hints for this one? Um, I'm going to say Western Conference. Was it like a team that he coached for, perhaps? Just remember, uh, he, he was fired from Arizona, and then this was his next job, was senior advisor, management position, a part of the ownership group for this franchise. Right before he came to I I don't know why, but I have the Kings in my head. Because, like, it wouldn't be, like, a, a hometown team because he's from Ontario, right? Yeah. So. And it was West. <sighs> I, West yeah. Coast represent. I don't think it's a Canadian team. I You'd think it'd be, like, a team that he coached for. Unless it isn't. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> Okay, well, that narrows it down. <laughs> kind of. It narrows it down to, like, I mean, it, it does knock out a couple guys that you're probably still considering, to be fair. Like, you know, uh, it's going to be Arizona, right? Because Arizona just fired him. Yeah. But it narrows down exactly, like, two possibilities. <sighs> he was hired in 2018? Yeah, June 2018. So after the the 17-18 season. And he was part of the management there for the 18-19 season before coming here. He was a senior advisor, hey? Yep. Just for one year. No, it wouldn't be them. Man, this is tough. Yeah. <laughs> Question five is fun. <laughs> Twenty so twenty eighteen and he worked there for one season. Yeah, eighteen nineteen season he was air advisor here. And then then Holland called him up and said, Get over here. And you know it's a West team that he hasn't previously coached for. <laughs> so it's not an Eastern Conference team or Edmonton, Dallas, Arizona, or LA. Okay, St. Louis. That is not correct. 
It's the Seattle Kraken. Fuck! I knew that! Shit! <laughs> ah! I remember this now. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Now you ah. do. Fuck. The gosh darn Seattle Kraken. You and your fucking trick <laughs> questions. You son of a uh, bitch. That's, that's, that's bigger for the freaking trick Scott Milanovic that you pulled on me last week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, question. I like question five quite a bit. Question five has a lifeline where you actually get to choose what information you receive. Okay, I like. Alrighty, that. I like that. Dave Tippett has scored two goals for Team Canada at the freaking Olympics. <laughs> one in the nineteen eighty four and one in the nineteen ninety two Olympics. So not the Winter Olympics, the freaking Olympics. <laughs> the freaking Olympics. <laughs> we end up, we have an episode about the Olympics, whenever those are back. I want to tell the episode, the freaking Olympics. <laughs> uh, all right. So I simply want to know what country, like what Olympic team he scored against. Oh, God. Now, here is your lifeline options, okay? I'll tell you that both goals were scored still during the group stage. Now, I want you to pick either 1984 or 1992, and I will tell you, who was in Canada's group in, alpha, in alphabetical order, and I will tell you the final score of the game in which he scored in. This is so fucking complicated. I'm gonna need like a you know one of those cork boards with the yeah. yarn so and the. I'll spell it out for you here again. You're gonna tell me which which. El- I'm not getting this question. <laughs> you might you because I'm not. You- <laughs> like mathematically, I'm not getting it. There's a lot of countries, right? But I'm gonna narrow it down to this the tiny little group of six, and I'm gonna tell you the score of that game that he scored in. So do you want information from For 84 one or from 92? <laughs> I, I, I only want to, you to tell me one of the two teams he scored against. Oh, really? Yeah, just tell me a team that he has scored an Olympic goal against. I only need to know one of them. Give me 84. All right. In 1984, Canada was in Group B with, alphabetically, the group was Austria, Canada, Czechoslovakia, Finland, Norway, and the United States. So once again, that is Austria, Czechoslovakia, Finland, Norway, U.S. And the final score of the game was an 8-1 to win. So that should narrow it down for you. It was game two of the Group B round robin. Give me Austria. That is correct. Yeah! Let's go. It's a helpful lifeline, right? Because like, what teams could we realistically beat 8-1 in that well, group? Well, because like, wasn't... Austria and Norway? Like, wasn't, wasn't Norway like really good for a little bit? Like not really good, but better than they are now? Yes. It was not during this time period, but oh. that was good to know anyways. Wow. Um, and Ethan... I'll tell you the 92. This is for a bonus point. I'm going to give you the 92 lifeline, okay? Canada was in Group B again with Canada, Czechoslovakia, France, Norway, Switzerland, and United Team. And it was in Game 4 of the Group B round robin in a 4-5 to loss. He also added an assist in this game, Tippett did. Give me the teams again. Canada, Czechoslovakia, France, Norway, Switzerland, and United Team. So the Soviets.
Sorry, run through the teams one more time. Czechoslovakia, France, Norway, Switzerland, United Team. Or sorry, Unified Team. Uh, Unified Team. It's Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia won the group that year. Funny enough. Okay, what was the right answer? (laughs) Unified Team. Let's go! (laughs) We lost... Four, we lost five to four to the Soviets. I mean, ah, shit, team. we lost, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's because this was '92. So yeah, that's when Eastern Europe was just a giant cluster fuck. Yeah, so they came in. The Soviets came as a unified team, and yeah, Czechoslovakia it, it wasn't, won it the group that it, year. It wasn't the Soviets, because yeah. like the Soviets weren't a thing anymore. It was like Russia, Ukraine. Belarus. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 yeah. the unified yeah. team was like all those guys, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and Czech, yeah, I was shocked to see that, that, that the Czechs actually won the group. That was that was kind of cool. Well, that was that was Czech and Slovaks, right? Yeah, which is which pretty stacked. Those so. are combined forces. They should, they should unite the Czech and Slovak teams. Yeah, I mean, the, the Czechs don't need it, but the Slovaks do. Well, the Czechs would be better. They would be. That's true. That is true. Okay, that's uh, so. What was my final score? I don't remember, but it was pretty ah, good. Cares. I think you got like. I think it was actually like four point seven five. Everything's made up, and the points don't matter. <laughs> uh, that's it for us on Yeg Sports. Thanks for listening. Uh, let us know if you enjoyed the show. Tell all your friends. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything else to say to the folks at home? Um. <clears throat> Gaetan Haas had an assist last game. It was a beauty assist. Or against Calgary, sorry. That wasn't last game. But we beat the Flames 7-1, to one, so remember that. Suck it, Calgary. <laughs> Suck it. Can we follow you on Twitter, my friend? You can, at Macney Ryan. I also have an Instagram now that isn't my, like, fan account that isn't run by me. It's also at Macney Ryan. I have more followers there than on Twitter. I might not follow. I might not accept your request if I don't know you. But I do. Just so you know, I am on that app now because I have to get it to DB chat for a school class. Okay. Project. Uh, Gaetan Haas is an elite center. Sam Bennett's a bust. You. Oh, I guess you can follow me too if you want to. But if you want. Who cares? Uh, uh, hang on. Let me just check my checklist. Okay. Yes, yeah, Sam Bennett's a bust. Gaetan Haas Elite. Okay, we're good. We'll see you guys next week.